Hello and welcome to episode 5, You Can't Be Serious, of Wicked Coven's podcast where my closest friends get together and talk about all things nerdy in the world of comics, anime, video games, movies, and television. It is your main host, Shania Anderson, and... We are going to talk about something I'm pretty sure that everybody has been hearing on the news and social media and pretty sure it's the main topic of conversation. Um, I'm pretty sure that everybody is, is, is tired of looking at, but it's something that necessarily needs to be talked about because um, I feel the same way. Um, so I go to school for... I go to school at University of North Texas at Dallas, um, and I started taking this COVID-19 pandemic seriously around the time where the residence hall, basically, they didn't kick us out. They gave us a, a, a notice, but we had to leave the residence hall and move last minute into our you know, families' homes or, you know, somewhere else where they had to provide housing for some of the residents that didn't, you know, couldn't leave because they probably lived out of state or, you know, home situation is pretty, you know, upsetting or something like that. But that's when I started taking this pandemic seriously because that's also when the school decided to close down or not close down, but give the school an extra week of spring break because of the pandemic um and that's when I started thinking you know it you know it had to be so serious that you know they had to close the residence town and all these schools are closing um especially putting you know their students at risk um and it was not frightening but it was eye-opening because you know the I thought the spring break, the extra week of spring break was going to be fun, which it was for me. Um, I didn't have to do any type of homework, but I ended up doing it anyway, a little bit extra. And I ended up going, you know, bringing wet wipes and uh, Lysol to the movies and watch movie with one of my friends. And we went to the outlet mall in Cedar Hill and we went to Barnes & Noble, bought some books. I'm glad we bought some books because I'm actually reading those books right now. And, you know, we shopped around and I actually got myself a couple of clothes, maybe a few things of like makeup and, you know, just living my life. And then when they decided to close the residence hall, that's when I was like, uh, maybe I should take this a little bit seriously even though I was taking the precautions already going outside you know I had you know the Lysol wipes and the um and the spray and I had my hand I always have hand sanitizer on me no matter what so just having all that I was taking the precautions but I didn't think it was too serious until you know they closed the residence hall um for me uh it also affected you know, me financially because I was a RA at the residence hall and I was also a student worker at marketing department. Um, they both at that point cut off a good portion of, you know, my, my, you know, money to pay for my bills, like specifically my phone bill and, you know, my, all my other small charges. Um, uh, I think for my mom, cause she's like a teacher assistant, 
she's doing pretty well right they're still paying her because she's still doing um work through the computer so they have her going in and doing some type of work where you know she's still able to get paid which she's financially okay for um my father my stepdad he um he's a personal trainer so that he had to cut back on some of his clients significantly um he still works another job so he's still getting paid from that because he works in a home health care situation where they're like essential workers um so he's still getting paid for that because he's going into the office and doing stuff like that but his other portion of work with the personal training has cut back significantly so it, it it's affected us um financially yes but i think we're okay because i also still have some money saved up um because i wasn't using all of it so i'm still able to pay some of my bills with that but hopefully it opens back up because now the job that i was gonna have in the summer uh as a conference assistant at the residence hall it is now over we were not gonna have that open so i will have to find another job or do something online um most likely freelance work and maybe like graphic design or something like that and drawing um but i'm so swamped with homework and then i start summer school also we'll see how that situation occurs um i don't i think for me um everybody from what i've seen on twitter um, there are a couple of people that know somebody that had caught, you know, COVID-19. Me personally, I haven't. Um, or I don't know anybody that actually has gotten tested because I'm at home most of the time, specifically only with my brother and sister. So I have no idea. I don't know anybody that had gotten COVID-19 or have gotten tested. Um, but you know, please take those symptoms very seriously, especially when dealing with something that is um, significantly killing a lot of people um, for that. So I would say, you know, avoid situations where, you know, you have to go outside, please stay home. Um, and if, you know, you do know anybody that got tested with COVID-19 and got, you know, or gotten tested, you know, please let me know. And, on my Twitter and on the Instagram, you know, um, I would like to hear those stories and talk to you about it so we can have, you know, a general conversation about this COVID-19 situation. Because even though we're tired of hearing it, um, sometimes it's really good to, you know, express, you know, frustration about it. Um, cause I do have a lot of frustration, but I understand, you know, it has to be done, um, I'm swamped with homework, <laughs> so that's a general frustration. Teachers are adding um, more work on top of, of the work they already given us. So I'm more frustrated about that. I'm also morally frustrated with um, having to move out of the rest hall so quickly. But, you know, it was it was done um, to to keep us safe, and I appreciate that, but it's still, you know, it's okay to still say that it, it frustrates you, it's very inconvenient, um, 
that we had to put our lives on hold but you know it's it's for a good cause you know we're we're here to keep everybody safe it's our duty and I, I generally you know think that but it's okay you know it's okay to say that you're frustrated um with that being said like I said I'm very very frustrated um with schoolwork uh specifically the school and some of my professors they have added um extra work they have they have constantly changed due dates um where I don't know when anything is due um I am waking up at 9 a.m and not finishing homework until 6 p.m at night because I have so much homework and these projects that they're giving um they shouldn't given us about a month ago when all this has started um so we can have that month work of work which is required for this when we got it we only have a week's work of work so I had 22 assignments due in two weeks all of them are back to back and most of them projects most of the projects are due May 1st or May 2nd um which is very 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 upsetting because I'm sitting here doing nothing but homework all the time um and it kind of some of them kind of seem like they don't care um or you know I've been emailing them and telling them you know basically you've forgotten that I got four of the classes that I have to do um so you're not the only person I'm gonna turn this in late and hopefully you understand but you know I'm I'm doing it in a very very nice way um but you know it's it's very frustrating that I have all this and they're giving to me in a week and expecting me to finish this in two days when it requires a month's work of work and I'm basically swamped not only am I swamped with that I'm frustrated with other things because you know um this whole situation has put all of our lives on hold so it's not just schoolwork you know that they're giving us you know they're not thinking um specifically I don't think they're not thinking let me let me rephrase that I think that they're pushing the work to get it done because it was on the syllabus understandably um but I think that they don't understand that most of us are non-traditional students I'm a traditional student some of us are non-traditional student that means they have children they may or may not be essential workers but they're also not understanding they that I may have worked not me specifically but other students may have worked in fast food chains so they're out there working or they're doing essential work some of them may work in the hospital or some of them may work you know elsewhere that they have to still go to work and they I don't think they're understanding that and I also don't think they're understanding that we're not just taking your class um for me I'm taking five classes per semester five or six um I'm also taking four classes in the summer two in the beginning two in the end so even now I think they're rushing 
to put out all their work so they can get grades in. And, you know, it is an inconvenience for them that they had to switch from face-to-face to online and then having to adjust and then having to finish the work that's on their syllabus so they can get that on time. But you're rushing and then teachers are also rushing. And then now four or five teachers are now rushing me. And then what? Now I'm rushing all types of stuff. I'm not learning and I'm sitting there not putting my maximum amount of effort in my homework. Um, so it's it's a little upsetting, you know, a little. But, you know, I'm, I'm getting it done. Um, ho- I'm so glad that, you know, I'm, I'm, I have Internet, but I'm pretty sure there are some people that, you know, that don't have Internet or don't have the software that needs to be done to finish work. I know for specifically my digital production, I mean, not production, my digital photography class, um, I don't have a DSL camera. You know, I was borrowing it from school or I was using it as a student worker from marketing, borrowing the cameras there. And um, I have to keep reminding him that I don't have a DSLR camera. I have an iPhone, um, and iPhones don't let you change the f-stop only if you're in portrait mode, but I can't continuously use portrait mode when I need it to be focused everywhere. Um, so I have to keep emailing him and telling them, I have an iPhone, I don't know how to do this. Can you send me something else, or can you tell me how to do it? And then at one point, I had to take a video and then get on my Adobe Premiere to make it look like rack focus by making it, you know, fuzzy and then not fuzzy. Um, which, you know, I have that Adobe Premiere thing, but most students don't have that. Or most students don't have that laptop. And, you know, um, it's just <laughs> it's just frustrating all around. Um... Communication with my professors are pretty good. Um, I have no problem emailing them throughout the day at all. Um, The feedback that I'm getting, I'm hardly getting any type of feedback with any of my stuff. Unless I specifically asked them to give me feedback. Um, Nice work is for my management class. Um principles of marketing um he just puts nice words or needs more detail or something like that um my my class of storytelling you know if if I'm not getting you know I'm not specifically asking him to give me feedback he really truly doesn't give me feedback but we do get reviews from the other students once we turn it in um which is really good so I have no problem with that changing of the syllabus um like I said they are changing due dates constantly um one day it'd be two days next day it's going to be due in a day then the next day you look at it it's due in a week and then you realize in a week you have three other assignments due the same day um and you're all trying to I'm a very person that likes to color court my planner I have 
three to four planners um, typically around me. I have a small flip one that it's a month that shows. I have a specific one that's kind of like those DIY ones where you put stickers and stuff. So I have that one really truly organized. And then I have one that's for my work as an RA and student worker on top of big tests. And I have to tell them, you know, all that. And then I have a fourth one, which is just super tiny that I carry around when I used to, you know, go to class that I can just say, oh, okay, I have this do this do this do really quickly instead of my big old two that I have so with that um the changing of the due dates is is the most frustrating thing because I don't know what is due there is three different due dates one on the the revised syllabus that they give us one on the document that they give us so if they send us a word document it's a different due date and then the canvas due date is different so i'm just confused all around you know i'll email them and they'd be like canvas and then i get an email while they're addressing the whole class that they change it to something else but they're not changing it on canvas so you know, I will have to go sort through all my emails again or go scratch out on my planner and then put the new due date. And I have so many scratches on my planner that is very frustrating with me because I don't even have white out um, about it. So I'm, I'm, you know, like I said, it's very, very frustrating. Um, I think my college is dealing with the pandemic, you know, situation as best as they can. You know, they closed it down so no one can, you know, you you know be six feet away um social distancing so they closed it down um we are every other day or every day specifically we are getting emails from our college you know getting updates on the COVID-19 and other stuff that they're doing such as with student affairs having zoom online concerts or they are, you know, giving us other stories, updating us on other students that may have gotten um, COVID-19. Oh, yeah. So they did inform us that one student that we had at our college had COVID-19 and he's recovering, um, which is, you know, really, really good um, that he's recovering. I'm, I'm really glad that they told us that information because, you know, if you weren't his immediate family, you probably didn't know. But if you were his, you know, you probably did know. And if you were his friend, you probably didn't know. Um, and that information would definitely make you feel relieved if you knew him personally. Um, with that, I think, you know, they are trying to help students as much as they can with this process um you know especially with like the new thing that they had going on with the online tournament against faculty and students with like fortnite and rocket lead and i think it was smite and then overwatch um i think that's super super cool um if you have time to do it um i end up always missing you know their their events um, I feel really bad about that, but I got work to do, so I don't feel too, too bad. Um, I think must, you know, I, I can't think of any other way that my, my school could have done better, um, for the situation because, you know, all, all this was very inconvenient, very, um, there was no way of us to know that this was going to happen two months in advance that it happened. So, you know, I'm I'm pretty glad that my 
my school is, you know, doing the best that they can with the amount of information that they had at a very short notice and to make sure that we're all okay and and safe. And I, you know, I truly appreciate that. Um, oh, from, oh, man, thinking about this, it, it makes me think about like what's going to happen in the future, which is like, man, how am I going to think about this in like 50 years? Um, man, you know, clearly we have uh, tons of memes for this. I think our history is just going to be seen in memes, which I think is hilarious that um, it's a very serious situation, but we can still some find some type of humor in it. Um, you know, I'm going to remember this pandemic in memes, you know, <laughs> I'm going to tell my grandkids or, you know, my kids and be like, you know, um, I lived through a pandemic, and you know what I did? All I did was make memes, and I was on Twitter doing quizzes and doing homework, Um, uh, which is, you know, pretty good. You know, hopefully history doesn't repeat itself again, and we have something like this again, but... It's, it's going to be an experience to tell, you know, how your grandparents be like, you know, I used to walk 30 miles to get to school. And now you're going to be like, well, I outdid you, you know, I lived through a pandemic. Um, so I think, you know, that was, you know, during all that, especially watching TV, I think this is going to be remembered as... You know, when we finally get back together, most of our connections is going to be through television and, you know, watching TV, you know, connecting through, you know, maybe watching 50 episodes of Grey's Anatomy in one sitting throughout the day. Um, I've caught up on so many television shows. I've caught up on, um, oh man, I've watched Parasite. Which is, you know, they won Best Picture in the Oscars in 2019. Or earlier this year, actually. They released it in 2019. And I'm actually going to talk about that later on. Um, Parasite, because, man, that was a great movie. Um, I've watched tons of series and caught up. Especially doing homework and just maybe glancing at the TV and seeing what they're doing. I've watched tons of stuff. Um, now I need to catch up on my anime because I like to listen to mine's dub and I can't do homework and listen to it dub at the same time. Uh, I'm sorry, listen to it subbed at the same time. Um, dubbed I really typically don't like unless it's uh, fairy tale because I can't stand Lucy's Japanese voice. It's way too high-pitched for me. Um, but, you know... This is going to be something to remember, something to acknowledge, something to, you know, us to be more careful with, be more, um, you know, aware of what things are going on around us. Maybe, you know, we keep the six, you know, six foot distancing thing maybe in the grocery store when in line or, um all that but I know I'm gonna remember for the next 50 years that you know people literally grab toilet paper <laughs> um and we ran out of toilet paper <laughs> like that's something I'm definitely gonna remember for years on years and I'm gonna con- continuously make jokes about because um toilet paper yeah that that blew my mind when 
you know, I first heard about it. And then people buying six jugs of milk when they're all going to be going bad in the next week or two. Um, which is, you know, it's it's going to be something. And hopefully it's going to get better because I've seen it get better. You know, South Korea and China has very much decreased their stuff. Um, with the precautions that they take, I think the United States needs to make more precautions. Um, right now, we are not doing the best we can with leadership in the government. But the stimulus check, I didn't receive it because I'm a dependent, um, has helped tons of family, uh, tons of families, um, and will continuously help tons of families. Um, I just think maybe we don't need to do some of the things that we're doing maybe look at other countries as an example but that's a that's a good thing that's all I wanted to talk about with the COVID-19 um in the next section we're definitely going to talk about Parasite and we're definitely going to talk about one of the TV shows that I've been watching and I think is absolutely amazing um And thank you for listening to me. And, you know, hopefully you understand my experience with this. Maybe you can relate to this experience. Like I said, please contact me um, on Twitter or Instagram and tell me your experience and tell me what maybe what you've been watching um, in your free time. Please tell me about your experience with your school. Um, I truly want to connect with y'all on a more personal level. Um, I will start, you know, tweeting more and putting more posts on Instagram to connect with you guys a lot, lot more. But right now, like I said, I have so much homework. Um, so let me finish that. And once I finish that, then I can definitely start connecting with you more. But please DM me or tag me on Twitter and tell me about your experience. And I really appreciate it. Um, our Twitter and our Instagram is wicked underscore coven. And please let us know how you go. Thank you. Now I know you miss the corny joke of the day. So here we go. What did the policeman say to his belly button? Exactly. I know you know it. So please send me a the answer on Twitter and or Instagram. You know, I shout you out next time if you got it right. Um, I really appreciate you. We're going to go into the next section and we're going to talk about Motherland, Fort Salem and Parasite. Okay, let's get into Motherland Fort Salem. So I'm only on episode four, actually, but it's a continuous series that just came out, and I believe it comes out every Wednesday. Um, And so far, it flips everything we know on its head. So it's called Fort Salem because basically the witches didn't, die they were actually witches that were you know in america so when that whole salem trial happened 
um they fought back and they were like never again let's not do this and then they employed these witches into the military and supposedly witches helped with the not civil war but the american war um and helped with every other war after that um basically women are in the military there's hardly any men um you know gender is flipped because basically most of the world leaders are women and of that women of color and then um they have this one witch that basically she was the one that made the deal with george washington or one of the founding fathers um and she's still alive today by having six other witches behind her and she's basically taking their youth into her so she's been living for years on years because basically it's um i believe it's like 2024 ish so mm, about four years from now um and you know at 18 women that have witch bloodline um if you have a strong witch bloodline you have you have to go into the military at 18 go into war college learn everything you have to do um serve your time once you serve your time you can either continue your time or you can go out and have children have a normal life um but you know if it gets worse then you have to go back into the line of duty now if you have a very small i believe amount of which because you know it's passed down from technically women so the more you have basically kids with civilians aka males um or certain specific males because there are males that are they have some type of power but they're only used for witches of like really rich bloodline so you can have kids with them or whatever and then your kids specifically your daughters become super strong they go into war college but um it's it's super super interesting you know um you're seeing as if military was run by women you see you know they have one line on here um where she was talking to a, uh, one of the boys that have, like, witch bullet line in him. Basically, he was like, you know, um, I think you're super brave. You know, you're sacrificing for this country. And she was like, I don't think I'm that strong. He was like, well, you know, women are a lot stronger than men. And she was like, well, yeah, I know. And I was like, uh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Since when do we think like this? Um, which is... I found it funny, but I found it, like, super, like, interesting that they they took this route. And um, it's very engaging because they're going through a crisis where um, these people are... There's a group, a group terrorism group, and they're also witches. Um, but they can um, shapeshift. And they have... They put things in very airtight spaces, so such as balloons or bottles... And once the balloon or bottle burst, it makes everybody that's around it in the facility, I think if you breathe it in, um, want to kill themselves, um, which they are doing mass murder around the United States 
constantly. Um, so now the military of witches that are, you know, for America um, are having to speed up their training process to put these new girls that just turned or were already turned 18 or already 18 when they signed in or signed up, um, speed their training up and get them out there and figure out what the hell is going on. Um, right now, like I said, I'm on episode four. They're still, we're following three girls. Um, they're still in training and they are actually going through one of the, um, traditional rituals, or holidays. And, um, you know, um, supposedly that holiday around all the world, uh, this holiday is supposed to cease fire. You know, everybody on this specific, because it's not been a day, it's been like a week. This specific week, um, nobody's fighting. But we don't know what the terrorist group is doing. Um, they just froze a um, community community area pool. Um, they burst. Now they're freezing people. Um, they all were frozen to death in a pool. Some are actually were trapped underneath the pool because they were freezed um, from the top surface and they drowned. Um, very graphic. But I find it extremely interesting to think, you know, what happened if there were witches in Salem? What happened if they survived? And what happened if they made a treaty with the founding fathers and now women are in very much high leading roles and the roles were reversed? Um, which is really, really the opposite of what something that I was watching was Handmaid's Tales. And I was like, this is basically almost like the complete opposite of Handmaid's Tales. And they're both so interesting to see women in their gender roles you know um what happened if we were pushed up to made to believe we're you know not better but stronger than men or um we are able to become president or leader of this country or countries because it's not the united states anymore um it's the United States, but the states are drawn a little bit differently. Um, like, Massachusetts is huge. I think they took over most of the land. Um, and, you know, and then Handmaid's Tale is basically you revert, re, you know, got reduced to nothing but a baby maker. Or you're only there to serve you know the man and it was it was it's interesting you know I like both of them but it's interesting I really really do enjoy it now let me get into Parasite Parasite I watched it with my brother um in the beginning I was like okay cool interesting interesting and then there were certain situations spoiler alert there's certain situations in the movie that has no expectation, like no explanation. Um, but there is a lot, a lot of symbolism in Parasite. Like you have to watch it more than more than once. So I've only watched it once. But of course, you know, being the person that I am, I like to research movies, um, look up film analysis and stuff like that because you know that's something I want to do. That's basically my dream job to be a director and work in digital production and work on a film. 
Um, so I, I have no problem watching a movie a couple of times to see, you know, Easter eggs and stuff like that. So one thing that I, I've noticed, it's like modern capitalism, you know, rich versus the poor and how the rich treats the poor in secret. Um, so it's this poor family. They infiltrated the rich by taking every single job that's in this house. But the reason why they're poor is because, you know, they've all been laid off on their jobs. There's like a recession going on. And they basically took over, you know, the uh, tutors for both children. They took the housekeeper and they were the drivers. So all of them are getting paid now, you know, and all that. And they start off the film with one of the older sons, um, the poorest family's son. His friend gives them this rock that's supposed to symbolize fortune and wealth. And they took it and ran with it they were like okay if this is supposed to give me fortune then i can do this um but it also shows that everybody is looking at the main two families um when doing this because you know it's the rich versus the poor and how this specifically rich family treats this specific poor family or all poor basically because they were being very rude and very um, stereotypical in certain certain aspects of the film. Um, but the older son's um, friend was basically rich. He had an Italian bike. This rock is not, you know, cheap. This, this rock that they, you know, gave him was a very inexpensive rock. Um, he had on very nice designer clothes. So... It also shows that, you know, the rich can befriend the poor instead of the gap constantly always being so wide, um, which, you know, they can have friends, you know, outside of their economic status. And they're not qualified for any of these jobs, all uh, the whole poor family. Um, but they end up doing their research and then doing very well in this job. So now it shows you just because you don't have the resources for it because you lack resources or you didn't have enough money to give your kids to go to college they're not dumb enough not to do their job you know the poor are very resilient and they will constantly you know challenge themselves by you know if they can get a specific job and this is the only job they get they're going to do this job as best as way you know best way as possible um so they did their research, they learned tons of things, which showed you just, you know, the lack of proper education and, and laziness doesn't sh- represent the poor class, you know. It shows that they're extremely resilient and extremely um, able to adapt certain situations, um, which is it's very enlightening. But if you're not paying attention to it, even though it's the bright, you know, the biggest idea, there's so many things that go into it. Now, there are tons of other symbolism in the thing. Um, one I like to focus on was like the semi-basement that the poor family lives into. Uh, they leave the window open. So that uh, they said it in the movie where that window is like a symbolism of hope. Um, because technically they're not all the way underground. And then they also found this rich family to basically, you know, 
not take all their money because they do care about them eventually, but basically they found hope into finding jobs, being able to pay, get paid a lot of money and have the hope to even think about moving out of this semi-basement, you no longer being halfway underground, but being able to afford an actual house where you're actually above ground, you know, not seem so shallow, you know, stuff like that. And there's other stuff. And I really, 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 really encourage you to get outside your comfort zone. Don't constantly watch American movies where they're speaking all English. I love anime I love Korean dramas. I love Bollywood movies. Um, And I say, get over it. Get over having to read subtitles because all the movies that we've watched, all um, all the other countries have to basically watch our our movies in subtitles you know when black panther came out and they had that scene with south korea and they brought black panther and had that uh premiere event in south korea they had to watch it in subtitles but you didn't see them complain you know america is so entitled that everybody has to speak english but english is not a our official language in america actually we don't have an official language in america so get over it and watch this in some, you know, watch the subtitles. This movie was great, and that's why it won an Oscar in Best Picture. Um, I say watch it, and if you understand it as much as I do, then I think you need to also look at it and watch it multiple times because it's on Hulu for free. Um, if you have Hulu, um, you know, DM me or tag me in what you think on Twitter, Instagram at wicked underscore coven. Let me know what you think about this movie. And if you've watched Motherland or Fort Salem, let me know what you think about that because I'm on episode four. If you watch any other ones and you think I should watch a television show, definitely go ahead and and tell me to watch it because I want to watch it. Thank you. Have a good day and thank you for listening. Stay wicked, my friends. The song of the day is... Actually, there would be no song of the day. Not today. Uh, Please enjoy your rest of your quarantine. Um, If you have a favorite song, actually, send it to me and I want to listen to it um, and tell you what I think about it, actually. So have a good day.